Hello, and welcome to Inside Track and Field with Coach Rhodes. This is a podcast about the track and field scene in Prince George's County, Maryland. Where we came from, where we are, and where we're headed. Our guests will include athletes, coaches, and others that were instrumental in contributing to the rich, strong heritage that is known for PG track and field. So sit back and get ready to enjoy as we spend some time with some amazing guests, laughing, talking, reminiscing, all about our history. Welcome to Inside Track and Field. So welcome to Inside Track and Field with Coach Rose. Today's guest is a 2007 graduate of CH Flowers. He owns several school records ranging from the 800 meters through the 5K. He earned the runner-up spot at the indoor state meet running 1 minute 59.35 seconds in his junior year. His rough and gritty running style led him to both school records as aforementioned in the outdoor 1500, the 3200, the 3000, the indoor 1K, the mile, and he is the third all time in the cross country 5K at 17 minutes and 27 seconds. His talents led him to Howard University. Let me introduce to my guest, none other than Gerard Franklin. Welcome, Gerard. What's up, Hoss? Good to be here, as always. Awesome, awesome. Welcome. So I've been looking forward to this interview for, for quite some time now with, with starting this um, podcast. I wanted to definitely get, you know, some of the um, best and brightest and definitely want to get some of some of my guys, you know, uh, uh, out there. So you made the list, obviously, and, and I'm and happy to have you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and jump into it and start start at the beginning. How, how did you first get involved in track and field? Uh you know, it's funny. Um, I actually got started because of my brother. So my brother's four years older than me. Um, he went to Suitland High School um, and ran for Coach King, which I know you know, and, and Shockley. I don't ever remember his first name. Um, but basically, my brother didn't make uh, the football team. And I think the conversation was, if you run track, it'll prepare you for football. And so my dad said the same thing to me. I don't know what he said to my sister. Um, but he it basically got us all out there to run. Um, and so I would run, you know, we were out there running. I think I started in the fifth grade. And so I, that's what I did. I mean, we were, we were decent. The team I was on was decent. We were never, we, we've got, I got to regionals, you know, a few times, never really made it to nationals. Um, but it was always a, um, it was always a lot of fun. I never looked at it like this is what I want to do athletically. It was just like, this is something fun to do over the summer, hang out with some friends and get ready for football season. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, a lot of I know a lot of young people start off doing, you know, a variety of sports and, and mm -hmm. sometimes track gets thrown in there as just just one of them that they do to get ready for their for their own sport. So as you were doing that and, and you know, you were matriculating through and getting getting ready to, to get into high school. Um, at what point did you realize that, that track and field, this was something where you were going to excel? Um, I probably didn't think I was going to excel. I mean, 
Well, I guess, so I didn't look at it like that at first. I mean, I started noticing that I was getting top three in meets. Um, so like I was running the mile, I was running the fours, running the eight, um, didn't run, didn't run the two miles till I got to high school, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, but basically, I mean, I was just, I was in there. I was, I was the fastest guy on my team, um, in the, in the 800 and in the mile. And because of that, it just kind of opened up doors for me to like, I, it just kind of confirmed like, okay, you can do this. You're, you're decent. Um, and you know, you, you go to the, the local thing and you win, you go to the, the regional thing and you, you do okay. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm one of the better people here. And then, you know, that's when you're on, on the bottom end of your age group, you're like, I'm gonna start killing these guys once I get a year older. And so, you know, th that happens. And so, you know, th that's kind of how I, I kind of noticed, I think also, and I don't even know, maybe you did, this is probably when you started to notice maybe I, the, that I was somebody my freshman year when I was running across country, like when, when I was on the team and I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't even know what I'm doing and I'm beating these guys. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe I can do this, you know, and I had missed football, I think that year. So I was running across country. And so it was just like, okay, I, I can hold my own here. That's true. That's true. No, I, I did. Um, one of the things that I definitely remember is like, you know, who's this young, young, young guy. And I, and I knew that you had football, you know, on the mind, but um, that year when you, when you kind of, you know, missed it and things, I, I saw, I saw a little bit of what your future can hold. Mm -hmm. And, and, and um, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of exciting to see the team, the distance group was kind of transitioning a little bit and, and, mm -hmm. and, but, you know, you still had some good folks to kind of, you know, be around and, 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 you know, and train with. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was definitely exciting as, as you saw that. Um, when, when you kind of look to your first um, title or your, for your first kind of big race in high school, um, do you have a memory of a memory of one that maybe set, set the tone to say, you know, not just training with the guys or, or running around or maybe to say, Hey, I, I really can be, you know, pretty decent here in this County with other, with other competitors and stuff. Was there a race you kind of remember that? that, that, um, that? I don't think it was a race, um, but like my freshman year, when I, when I ran a race and a guy from the Gazette was like, Hey, I want to get a statement from you. Um, you know, obviously your local newspaper, not a big deal now. Um, but at that time I was amazed that someone even noticed me. Um, and so that was that, I think also maybe, um, you know, the year we, we won state championships indoor and I, I think I won the, the 32 or got, I don't remember. I know I placed, um, and that helped us to kind of, that kind of pushed us over the edge. I don't know about how many points at this point. Um, but it was kind of, it was a good feeling like, okay, I belong. And then the following season, I don't think it was one race. It was just like being able to see like, okay, I'm beating out guys that are older than me. Um, and these aren't like a guy, it's not guys that are just a year older than me. This is a guy that's two years older than me, maybe three years older than me. And they, we are competing in practice and they might be beating me in training, but I know for a fact, they're not going to beat me in a, in a real race. I think, it, I can't think of a moment, but I can, I can think of just like the sense I got as I kind of grew up in the program. No, that's good. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Cause that feeling is, is important to, to kind of develop that success. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely something I know that's around everybody that that ends up being, you know, good at their craft. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we 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 traveled quite a bit, you know, during your high school career. Well, one, yeah. you know, as as many of the teams in the county probably did as well. But um, what were some of the trips that you enjoyed um, and and had fun, you know, and and kind of got a, you know some good competition in? Man, I think. Man, I think really when I went to Penn Relays for the first time and I saw how big it was and I saw that the world wasn't as small as, you know, Prince George's County um, or the state of Maryland. Once I saw that it was bigger than just that, um, you know, that kind of opened my eyes up a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, you see the U.S. team race, you see the Jamaican team race. It kind of opens your eyes up a little bit like, oh, wow, this is this is bigger than just, you know, get, people do this for a living. Um yeah. And so it kind of made me feel small, but kind of like I want to be good enough to be recognized on this on this stage. So that was probably what I would say. Nice. Nice. So in segueing with that, um, a lot of although we you know, we get to travel to a pen relays. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed is that Prince George's County, you know, competes pretty well, you know, up there. Yeah. Even before I kind of moved down here, I had heard about, you know, several teams from from the region that that competed so well you know and kind of showed off up there so that kind of segues a little bit into um what what do you think it is about prince george's county track and field that makes it special or makes it so competitive on a you know on a week-to-week or county championship basis i mean it's the same reason why prince george's county has so many athletes in the nba um it's just a concentration of there's no other way to say this it's a concentration of black people in an area um and we bring the best out of each other athletically and competitively um, where we're not being pigeonheld or held back um, by uh, prejudice. Um, and, you know, we're everyone here in this in general has the best interest of the kid at heart. Um, and, you know, I mean, you see other programs like like to me, the one program that stuck out to me the most, even to this day, is the Long Beach Polys. Fly across the country to come to Penn Relays and you kill. Kids running, you know, 45s at high school, which is insane to me. Um, but to me, like, it's just the same. There's no scientific answer outside of just percentages. If you play the percentage with this amount of athletic people in the population, you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit more times than not. Um, at least that's my opinion. And you know, the competition. We. I don't know anybody. Like when we competed, we you were made fun of if you weren't competitive. Like it was a thing, it was a thing to be competitive. If you didn't want it, like we, we lost respect for you on on the team. Um, You know, I'm a, you, you had the mentality, I'm a dog you every day and you better want to get, get this smoke every time. And and that's when you earn your respect. Like, I think that was like me. I was never, I was never the class of athlete in my opinion as Afalabi. He was just, he had something I did not have. Like physically, he had something I did not have. Um, but from a mentality standpoint, you you wouldn't have been able to tell me that. Right. I would have told him to come see me in the 800 if he wanted. Come see me in the 15 if you wanted. See me across country if you wanted. Um, and at that time, I think that is what allowed me to kind of hold my own as, a, as an athlete, um, especially at Flowers. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> my so, first two years, cats were like, they weren't giving away spots. Definitely not. Definitely not. And so I have a, um, I have a, a quick story that kind of, again, kind of when I knew and saw that you, you kind of were, you had that grittiness of, um, 
of being able to to you know to to compete with the program mm-hmm. and and I don't know if you remember this but but it was your freshman year and we went down to um Virginia Tech and mm-hmm. the the it was a two-day meet mm-hmm. and and your first race was going to be like either 3000 or 32 was going to be on on Friday night oh I remember and, that <laughs> and, and we were there must have been till about 1:30 yeah. maybe 2 in the morning and I don't know how many times we thought, you know, the race was going to go off and you warmed up, kind of got ready for it. We even sent the bus back to the hotel. Yeah, I remember just, that. Yeah. So Keith and myself and your dad were, were, were at the meeting, maybe maybe two or three of your teammates. Everybody else was hungry and left. Yeah. And and we were kind of standing up out right outside the track, almost with our faces sitting <laughs> on the bank of the track, the coaches. And, have, and then I said, this kid warmed up about two, three times. And then finally the race went off and you were fighting with juniors and seniors. And, and right then I was like, it's 130 in the morning. This kid is running 32, you know, and he, and he's toughing it out. So it was right then I knew I was like, okay, if, if we keep, you know, doing everything we are supposed to, it's going to turn out real nice. So, I completely so, forgot about that, man. That, yeah, was, so, <laughs> that was a crazy day. Yeah. It was a wild day. I never forget. I remember your dad was, was just like, coach when, when are we gonna run this race and and it, it was wild but but it was real like I said it was fun mm-hmm. after the fact of course it was fun to see how you know young athletes we you know responded you know in mm-hmm. a situation and, and and you responded well and that took to what you said with with just being competitive um mattered you know mattered so much um so you had a few coaches and obviously, you know, um, I happened to be, you know, one that was involved with you. There was many on the Flowers staff, mm-hmm. but who, who were some of the coaches even that helped, you know, craft and helped, you know, give you the tutelage to even though PG has these athletes, we have some, some people that helped, you know, helped uh, guide that. Who were some of the ones that you remember that? So, that were- so obviously a big one is, is coach Keitha. Um, I mean, day one, I think day, day one until I graduated, I think, I mean, she was she was there every day. I mean, um, for the distance program, she was really the hands. She was the boots on the ground for you. In essence, I mean, we spent I mean, she took we were I don't say we were her kids, but, you know, she was she was a single woman. So she had the the flexibility um, to, you know, spend a lot of time with us. And for, you know, at a certain point, it was really just me as a guy that was on the team. Um, all the other guys had, had kind of aged out and there weren't any other people behind me, um, that kind of came up yet. And so we would go over a house. They, the girls would watch movies and stuff like that. And sometimes I could come over and maybe spend, I would never spend a night, but I could come over, watch a movie and then be on my, on my way. Um, and we would do morning practices and things of that nature. And so, you know, I don't think she ever, she wasn't a, um, I won't say she wasn't a motivator. But she wasn't like a rah-rah person. She was, she was, I would say she was very calm. She would tell you your time. She would say, you know, you need to run fast. I don't remember her being rah-rah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think the person that was the most rah-rah, because you're not really rah-rah either. You're more like, hey, if, you, if someone makes you mad, yeah. But I don't think outside of that, the only person I think was rah-rah was, was Brady, Coach Brady. And for, for Brady, I always felt bad. I was like, man, these guys got all these programs. They're doing technique practices. And I'm just out here running in the cold. <laughs> where, where's the love at? And so yep. um, I think 
toward, I mean, cause he, I don't think he really came around until I was a junior. Um, All right. I started to want to be faster so that it would force you guys to make me have to practice with him so right. that I could do some sprint type of work. Um, and it's funny, like I, in college, the best I ever did, like when I ran 152, um, it was because, you know, Murphy too. So yeah, Murphy ended up being our coach for a year, whole debacle. I don't have to get into that, but Murphy was our coach. And then things kind of went South afterwards, but he realized, and what y'all knew as well, the way that you unlock my distance potential is by giving me sprint work, giving me sprint endurance work. Um, and so I used like the workout that I will never forget is the workout we did before Penn Relay. I did with Brady. Like you, I think you and Coach Keith had to go up early, and I was coming up to run the four by four or something like that. I think that's the, I think I ran that race with Alpha Lobby if my memory's maybe I didn't. I don't I don't remember now, but essentially, um, I think I did two three hundreds and I could not walk after that workout. That was it. <laughs> it was just like, yo, get get the f out of there, and and so those are the two. I mean. Obviously, um, I mean, my dad was kind of a coach at a certain point. Um, uh, you know, Jimmy Harper, um, when I was growing up, before I got to high school, big, big influence on my life. Um, you know, he passed away while I was in college. I think my freshman year, I think it was freshman or sophomore year, he passed away. Um, you know, his son was a really good friend to me. Um, and so, you know, the Kings, the Shockleys influenced my dad, influenced my brother, who influenced me. And those were kind of the, the minds that shaped me growing up um, in the track world. Definitely. No, there's 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 definitely a, a sense of um, a family around you that that kind of, you know, that kind of helps. It. And I think that that's a big part of what Prince George's County offers, mm-hmm. you know, not just at, you know, one school, but at but right. at. Uh, several schools across across the county no you definitely I knew you you liked the 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 run getting a chance to run the 400 when I was doing you know just looking back at some things I saw you were just outside that the scoring um at the outdoor county championships in um, 2007 you dropped a uh, 50.42 which was kind of just just nibbled outside the um the um the the place in the top eight Mm -hmm. but what what was exciting that day was um the 800 which um kelly tibu was was another you know good athlete in the county yeah and you guys you guys were battle a lot you yeah. know but but your dad was actually announcing that day and and, and tibu you know was 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 leading you know that race but between second and third it was it was you and, and a roosevelt kid and i just remember you know coming off that last turn looking at it with about 100 meters 110 meters to go looking at you I was in the booth just looking at your dad looking at the race looking at your dad looking at the race and that was the one time I, I heard your dad kind of lose character with his announcing skills because you know he was so into the race but you <laughs> but you ran a you ran a very good time and, and beat out you know yeah. the, the Rose kid at the time for for uh for a second so it was it was real exciting um on that day yeah and uh, I mean you know you you bring that up I mean me and Kelly I don't think we've ever been cool like, um, I, I just don't, we never really kind of hit it off, but never has a coach ever on it, either side of any team that I've ever been around was negative in the county. Like every kid, every coach I could, I could walk, I've gone to track meets and walk down the line of French Georgia's County coaches. 
and all of them will speak to me. All of them will have something to say to me. I mean, from from Oxen Hill, from Roosevelt, from Suitland, um, you know, High Point, all of those guys. I mean, heck, my my best friend ran for Parkdale. And, um, you know, he and I, we got out at it at first and then we became college roommates. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the Parkdale coach at the time was like, hey, my guy's going to Howard. I need you to look out for him. Like, it was almost like, you guys are in a community and don't forget that you're in a community. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's a real important um, part of, 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 of even this conversation. And as competitive as, as we are as a county, mm-hmm. um, that is a, that's an awesome you know, um, thing to point out and notice that, um, you know, that, that all the coaches yeah. are looking yeah. towards, you know, towards that. So, as you mentioned, uh, being at Howard, uh, how did your how did your college experience um, differ? And it, it and it's different for everybody. But how did the college experience differ than your than your high school experience? I mean, to be honest with you, I, I would say it was two things. So, because um, you can look at my numbers and you can see, you know, from a progression standpoint, things change. So, number one, the training was just different. Um, the training was not made designed for me um and what made it worse was I ended up injuring myself I I had a bone spur my freshman year after cross country going into indoor um and I had a decent cross country season um bone spur takes months to heal I can't run with a after getting the surgery um so I'm out for basically the rest of the year lose all my training I try to get back I pull my hamstring um on my road to recovery um, and that's where things kind of went south for me from, you know, from an athletic standpoint. By the time I got back my junior year, um, you know, Coach Murphy gets me to the point where I want to be. I get second in, in uh, the conference championships. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm starting to feel good. Mm-hmm. And the athletic director fires the coaching, coaching staff, save the head coach, Coach Merritt. So Co- Coach Merritt is still the head coach, but – they bring in another guy, which is, you know, you you understand how athletic directors think at, at the collegiate level. I'm yeah. a fire. I, I don't like the staff if they don't perform. And I'm going to bring in my guy. Regardless if my guy's qualified or not, I'm going to bring in my guy. And so that's basically the story behind it. Obviously, you know, I would say there wasn't the same level of competitiveness. It wasn't the same level of focus on achievement. Um from the athletic side at Howard University, it's just the culture of the of the, of the campus. Um, you know, if you show up and your teammates don't care about practice, it's, it becomes even harder for you to focus on practice. If you get my drift, so you know, I'm I'm never going to blame my former teammates for whatever what happened to me. You know, in terms of achievement, because you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for myself as a person. Um, but you, everyone knows that environment sometimes can breed success or failure um, in anyone, and so. If I had known, obviously you don't know when you, I didn't take a visit, but if I had known, I may have thought about, do I want to do this for the rest of, do I want to be a pro at track athlete? And right. if I do, I may want to reconsider where I want to go. Um, right. But other than that, I mean, I didn't have a, it was, I mean, once I had the right coaching, everything kind of went into place. It was just sad that right when my coaching got into place, Murphy ended up moving, to, moving on to uh, Morgan State, I believe. And I think yeah, he coached he at uh, Oxen Hill as well before, like he knew me before I knew him. Yeah. He was a County guy. And, and um, 
you know, he he uh, was a high point um, graduate, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he, you know, like I said, he was around the county. Um, so he he definitely knew the kids. He knew us. He knew the coaches mm -hmm. and, and things. He knew the region and stuff like that. So he, you know, he was definitely aware. And he was a good guy. But yeah, college experiences sometimes vary. And I always like to, you know, trying to get some insight on, on you know, comparisons and, and, and things like that. But um, and I wasn't transferring, man. I, I realized yeah. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't about to transfer to chase a track. No, but me. you were there for a different purpose. Yeah, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to. I'll say it like this. I knew that if I ran 149, people would have knocked on my door. I knew that if I had broke, you know, if I broke 150 and, and was serious and was killing it at that point, I, if I went to nationals one time, people would have been like, hey, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Do this for, right. for, for a couple of years. Opportunity for yeah. But for, for track, I mean, it's not like people knock on your door because they see your potential. Do you have the times or not? And, and that's, that's a it. tough sport. It's a tough sport on a professional level. And being yeah. able to stay in the top 10 or the top five in the world, you know, for, for an extended period of time is, 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 is real tough. That could be a, a whole nother, another conversation. Oh yeah. But um, so thinking about, you know, between both the, the high school experience and, and what have you, mm -hmm. what, what were some of the things you did to kind of mentally prepare for your, for competition or mentally prepare for a big race? Was there, was there something in particular that routine that you had? Um, that's a good question. So I would say obviously going to bed early um, was something that was big for me. Um, obviously easier to do in high school than college, especially your first couple of years in college, maybe all your years in college. Um, <laughs> um, my dad, I don't know where he found this out, but he found out that um, sweet potatoes were a very good source of energy, short-term energy boost. And so there was a time where at, the night before every track meet, he would throw a couple of sweet potatoes in the oven, you know, cover them in butter or whatever, mm -hmm. put them in the bag and say, hey, eat half of this before your race or take a couple bites before your race. And so I did that. And I, I definitely noticed a difference. I think um, from a mental standpoint, I would take some time to pray before every race. Um, I would try to like as I began to really understand my body, I would make sure that I was really, really loose early. Mm -hmm. um, so cause this is the thing that I never understood about track, which is such a funny thing at, you know, at this juncture in my life. You warm up, you are tired. Like if you warm up right, you're tired. You're a little bit out of breath. You, you've lost energy by warming up. And so because I knew that that was going to be the case, I didn't realize that until college. Once I realized that that was the case, I said to myself, okay, well, let me get out there early. I'll warm up. I can talk. I can do my dynamic stretching. Um, I'll you know, do my little 10, 15-minute run, um, and then I'll come and chill. And then I'll get up and do dynamic, dynamic stretching again. And then – at that point, I, the goal is just to stay warm because your muscles right. are loose. Everything's cool. So I'm doing, you know, maybe 50 meter sprints or, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's really trying to open up my, my, my turnover or trying to get my turnover going. And other times it's just, hey, just get into the motion so that you can feel what it feels like to run. And right. then, you know, that was basically it for me once I was warm. Uh, obviously, I still have scar tissue in my hamstring as a 31 year old man. So, you know, 
in college, that was something I was always fighting once I once I really pulled my hamstring the way that I did. Right. I never I never stopped running. I never stopped running once I pulled it. I iced it, I stretched it, but I never stopped running. And I didn't understand that some of the pain isn't you're about to pull it again. It's you have scar tissue and you've never done the work to get the scar tissue out of your leg. Right. Right. No, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of uh, and I think sometimes other sport coaches or other sport aficionados don't realize how many little integral things come into, you know, track and field watching the uh, track meet on ESPN the other the other night, other afternoon and and them just talking about how, you know, it's a TV schedule. It was a college kid that was competing, I think, for the first time on a on a on a big level. Mm-hmm. And he was just thinking about like I, I couldn't even gauge my warm up, you know, properly because of the, the schedule that's required for a professional meet and TV and all this kind of stuff. So there's definitely a, mm-hmm. a, um, a big integral part of how you time that. And there's some strategy definitely to that. So, and so that's interesting. you know, what's funny. I realized why some of my faster times are never at bigger meets now, because like pen relays to me was the hardest place to ever find a place to warm up. Because it's the security, it's not a lot of space. People aren't interested in, it's too much going on for you to go to the bathroom in peace, eat something that's good for you <laughs> the night before, eat something that's good for you the day of, stretch and do all that stuff. I mean, I think I had some good performances, but it kind of hits me now that it's like, it's not always the same. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's definitely a tough, um, again, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a conversation you can have extensive with. It's a tough meet to sometimes simulate and, uh-huh. and, and reach that desired result, especially for, you know, the high schools and even the colleges, you know, outside of the pros who kind of have the, the whole infield as the warm-up area uh-huh. and things like that. You know, many schools who were more so Midwest or, 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 or some of the Southern, some of the Southern schools, they in recent years, you know, had decided not to come to Penn Relays and to go to Drake, even though Drake is a little bit colder uh-huh. actually. The, the athlete care, for lack of a better explanation, was a little bit better okay. at Drake and warm-up area and how they, you know, whereas pen relays will always be, um, will always be something in history that w- that is great. Right. And a lot of people's first experience of track, you know, of mm-hmm. loving track sometimes is the pen relays. Yeah. But um, they definitely had some, you know, had some things with how they care and, and care for their athletes in regards to preparing them for their best performance. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. you're in downtown Philly. It's not like it's, it's not like it's a, you got an acre of space or another yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's football tough. field to work out on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it's tough. so, um, going to go through, um, this segment I call rapid fire. Okay. So I'm going to get, you know, and I, as I said, keep on saying to the track folks, you guys should be good at this, being able to respond quickly. But I'm going to ask you uh, probably about three, a series of questions. And I just want you, I don't want you to, you know, have a whole, you know, deep thought about it. Just just think about whatever comes out, okay. um, comes out your mind. And then and then we'll close out the, uh, the interview. But um, so the first question goes to which competitor were you most intimidated of or excited to face in high school? Probably excited would be uh, Tebow. I was never really intimidated by anybody. I mean, I'm, I ran against Matt Sensuous and tried to beat him in the in, in his own game. So Matt Sensuous, for people who don't know, he is an Olympian. His dad was an Olympian in the mile. An Olympian and his, and, his, uh, and his dad and his sisters. Right. Probably. 
Okay. I'll take Sibo. Okay, so other than other than your marquee event, mm-hmm. which event was your favorite? Four hundred, man. The four by four, easy. <laughs> I was say, I four think by I know four, this. easy, man. That was the most. It's the most glorified race in the in track. Absolutely. Because I can't Absolutely. run the four by one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the last question is, um, what was your least favorite workout during high school? Ah. Uh, Probably anything with repeats longer than, <laughs> if it's longer than 400 re- repeats than that. Uh, I think we did, you know what? It's, it was that 12, 10, 8, 6, uh, 4 workout I think we did a while. Man, yeah. that Long ladder. Uh, That's tough. That's uh, a tough one. <laughs> me, I'd rather do heels than that. Bringing back bad memories. That's a tough one. Good, good. We it's only funny. do those workouts when this weather's bad, too. If you don't do those workouts when it's spring and it's nice, <laughs> you do it in, in October. You do it in, do it in the rain and some snow or what have you. Yeah, yeah. man. Okay. Okay. So the, the final question um, is um, what what advice or, or what, what, what would you want to share with some of today's um, current athletes, high school athletes in, in Prince George's County? Um, what, what advice would you give them? Uh, probably like dive in like really really dive into the process and what it means to be an athlete be competitive um and practice be competitive and practice find someone that you can be competitive with that's on your level in practice and that will foster your level of growth when you actually compete in a competition um that was one of the things i missed my senior year because you know I was already the fastest and there's nobody else that even wants to compete against me because I'm, you know, so it it just kind of made things harder for me. I had to find competition other ways. Um, And you guys did a great job with that. Now think about it because I would be like, all right, we're going to make these guys chase, you want to chase these guys to beat them. Um, But that's what I would say. I mean, uh, not every athlete, high school athlete is going to go on and go to college and be an athlete or go and be a pro athlete. Um, in any sport and actually consider yourself one of the lucky ones if you do you know what I mean but when you dive fully into the process I think it allows you to become a better person I think it allows you to become a little bit more mature and understand that you can trust a process that you don't understand I mean you can be a better team player you get better at winning and losing because you understand that there's another competition that's coming I mean I, I think I'll say this and I know you we were asked to come back maybe three, four years ago now, maybe longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had just got married or it was a little bit before I got married. I mean, they asked us to come back and talk to, you know, the, the current track team in the spring. And so when I got there, I was like, man, not everybody's gonna be here. This is to set you up or prepare you for the rest of your life. This is not a, like, no one is asking you to do this because they think you're gonna go pro. Quite the opposite. We're asking you to do this because we know you're not. Just get better today. Then get better tomorrow. And be proud of yourself when you look back. And and that'll be, for most people, that'll be enough. And one or two of these kids will actually go and get get the opportunity to go pro, you know, if the environment goes right. One of the greatest wishes I have, though, is being, if I I was a year or two older, I would have had the opportunity to be on the team with David Oliver. And I was not. And when I met him for the first time, I pissed him off by making a bad joke. 
Well, it's not good that you that you pissed them off for sure. But you probably um, don't remember, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad. But I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you did get to meet them. And and um, man, that that last, like I said, that last, you know, few statements were were there's there's no more need to be said. It that was really good, um, Gerard. And um, again, Appreciate I enjoyed you know I enjoyed you know doing this interview with you. Um, it was great to kind of reconnect. Yes, sir. And a little bit. But um, it was also great to, you know, to be part of the staff while, you know, while you were at Flowers and, and watch you, you know, mature and develop and grow. So I'm going to be looking forward to, um, you know, to hearing from you some more. Yes, sir. And, and definitely um, appreciate you joining, joining us today. So, you know, thanks a lot for stopping by on Inside Track and Field. Um, I look forward to, um, you know, to doing some more like these. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. Thanks for listening to the Inside Track and Field Podcast with Coach Carl Rose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time at the track, trying to go faster, higher, and further. Until next time, peace and blessings to all our listeners.